0: to the Cars of Carlisle podcast, episode 10, the Chevrolet Nationals Wrap-Up Edition. Today, you're gonna hear Darren and I talk about our experience at the show this past weekend and Darren's special interview with the marketing manager of GM. So let's get revved up.
1: Hello, Cubers, it's Darren. And Holly. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us in the Wrap-Up Edition of the Chevrolet Nationals. We had an awesome time walking the fairgrounds this past weekend. So it was, much fun. We had, what well, our Fitbits were cranking out the miles. Yeah. So I guess yeah. they were keeping track. Of, we were up and down those hills. And... and
0: shockingly, the rain held out for most of the weekend. For the
1: most part, yes, yes. Which was fabulous. But we had an amazing time, met some great new friends. Always. And thank you to our friends at Carlisle Events for putting on a super show. And But uh, we can't wait to get into that and talk a little bit about it. Holly, if you had to say, what was your standout moment of the weekend?
0: Oh, my goodness. I enjoyed it all so much. Um, I have to say, I don't know. It's all so educational at this point. Like, I'm still learning so much. Um, I remember the Nitro Fest um, and hearing... The horsepower and and i remember you saying that's so insane and i was like why is it insane (laughs) like help me understand and it was like oh i get it now so yeah i think um just a lot of learning and i enjoyed every single bit of it
1: good well that's i love being part of that with you and and learning and helping educate as well as share that experience and that fun for me i would say a big huge shout out to our new friends at umi performance I had the, the pleasure to ride in the '72 Pontiac Le Mans with the president of UMI Performance, Ryan Kirkwood, and he is quite the wheel man. It was that was by far. I felt like I felt like I was ten years old again. I had the biggest smile on my face. Holly actually uh, videoed that with my GoPro. So for those of you on our Patreon, our subscribers, check out the full video of that as long along with uh, some other full videos we'll put out there. But I had such a blast. That car supercharged madness. It was so much fun. And, of course, with the UMI performance, the race-proven suspension systems that they have on their cars, um, and no, this is not a paid advertisement, but I just really, I was impressed seeing what their, their American-made products, USA uh, materials USA built, and they're actually relatively local to us. They're up in it's uh, Phillipsburg, right, yeah, which is yeah. west of State College, and uh, I'm hoping that we can get up there and, and meet with Ryan and his team sometime, maybe even doing an interview, but Ryan, if you're listening, outstanding driving. You, uh, I couldn't wipe the smile off my face for about six or seven hours, I guess, yeah. was it? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> talked about it all the evening and all again today, and <laughs> That was such a blast! You handled that that Pontiac like a champ, and actually all the drivers, the Green Machine, and all the other UMI performance vehicles were there, and uh, all the drivers did an amazing job. Just talk, making friends in line, and talking to people uh, that had followed uh, UMI, have been to multiple events. The uh, black. Uh, late model Trans Am was one of the favorites. A lot of people were actually waiting in line, or they were letting other people go ahead of them so they could ride in it. But I was fortunate to ride in the in the '72 Le Mans. And uh, thanks again to to Ryan. Total well, blast.
0: And and let me just say for the record, that was just happenstance that you got to ride with the president of yes, UMI. Yes, that wasn't. Uh... Uh, it was not planned. No, and it just everybody had to wait in line, and whatever car came up next was the car you were going to take, except if you were to tell somebody to go in front of you and. Um, So you really just lucked out and had the opportunity to ride with a real seasoned pro and
1: Really great guy too. just so down-to-earth and a big thank you to all the support team members as far as they get you buckled into the Five-point harness make sure you crawl in over the roll cage. Okay Um, Just everything from the welcome and signing the waiver and waiting in line and passing through and getting into each of the cars and things they did an amazing job, and they they were there for two hours. And I can tell you, this the heat coming off the transmission tunnel of that Pontiac. Uh, you know, they're they're running hard for those hundred twenty minutes, and I know the drivers have to be feeling it. Just two laps with you know around that uh, autocross course in here in Carlisle, and it the G forces throw you around. So
0: well, and that's actually a good point because they wouldn't even let you take your GoPro right. in because of the the intensity and the, you know, kind of jarring of your preserves, as my Nana used to say. (laughs)
1: I guess Nana knew her knew her preserves. She
0: knew her preserves. By <laughs> well, golly,
1: I like to preserve my preserves at all costs. Yes. So. so
0: the GoPro had to stay with me, which is why we didn't get a up close in car shot. Yeah, in car shot. But I did get a picture, and you guys will have to look for it on Instagram. I did get a picture of Darren in the passenger seat with Ryan. Yes. Um, giving us the thumbs up. So you'll have to check that out on Instagram uh, to see him giddy like a little boy. So <laughs> yes, excited. I was. I was. And and i will admit i was scared so maybe in the future i'll take an autocross trip but yesterday i was a little bit
1: scared well a big thanks to uh, again to ryan and team they not only do this in pennsylvania they go all over the country to autocross events and what have you yes it does showcase their performance parts uh, the race proven suspension but they truly bring the uh, the excitement to the mass public that may not otherwise appreciate or understand and really showcasing classic American muscle. I think that's what I really like, especially the F bodies and A bodies and GMG bodies. I mean, they, they really, um, are giving new energy and life to cars that are 40 plus years old.
0: Yeah. And I thought it was really cool too. Like the line was really long. I mean, they, they, They had several times, as you guys remember from our pre-episode, several times throughout the the three days that they were going to be hosting these autocross uh, ride-alongs, but it was two hours at a time, essentially, and they were jammed the whole two hours. They Mm -hmm. had to cut the line off. I mean, it was, and there were people who would ride, get in line a couple of times. I mean, that's the beauty of this. You know, As we mentioned in the pre-episode, it's free. So with the price Mm -hmm. of admission, you can take a ride in these cars as many times as you want. Um, So it was, well, within the two-hour time frame, right? Sure. Um, But you could come back. I mean, I think it was 9 to 11 and 2 to 4. So, I mean, there was plenty of time. So it was just, it was really cool and very accessible to anybody who wanted to take the ride along. So in the future, I will say, when we talk about the autocross ride-alongs, you'll know we've had experience (laughs) firsthand. (laughs) Well, and hopefully... One time I'll be able to say about my experience.
1: Sure. But, um, I'm sure Ryan or the guys would take you around at, at a reasonable speed if you wanted to do that.
0: No. <laughs> okay. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it all, all right. out. And after seeing you do it and all excited, oh I'm my like, gosh. I got to do it now. I
1: feel, I, I feel like <laughs> standing in that line with you yesterday, I felt like I was waiting in line Three weeks before Christmas, age 10, at the local mall, waiting to sit on Santa's lap. I mean, your
0: Red rider BB gun? Yeah, I was completely...
1: <laughs> I could barely stand it. I, could, I couldn't contain myself. Jumping
0: so. out of your skin. Yeah. I know. It was a good thing you had that guy in front of you who was talking all about his car and his buddy's cars and all the people mm-hmm. he knew at UMI and so that was a good way to kind of keep your mind off the excitement I guess but yeah. but yeah I could sense it coming through you that you were <laughs> How, couldn't wait to get in that car I
1: effort excitement that's for yes. sure So team UMI performance thank you all great job by everyone whoop, whoop. All right so what's let's talk uh, what do you want to go to next What How about the burnout contest that oh, was fun Oh good point now that was a first for you right That was yes Okay and for those that, I'm sure most everyone knows what it is, but essentially the idea is to create as much tire smoke as possible. And I think it was four-minute time blocks. Three, three oh, minutes. Sorry, three Go minutes, ahead. okay. And uh, last year's winner was a 2000 Camaro, and uh, he was actually, um, I think it was Jared, he was unseated and, and upset by a new contender, a uh, 1999 Camaro, and this uh, black Camaro owner, was uh, Dylan yep. and he did an amazing job feathering the throttle and and really pouring on the smoke. It felt like you were in the middle of, I don't know, a a cloud at thirty thousand feet. You couldn't see fire. anything. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was f- filling the grandstand. We were off to the left side and it was everywhere.
0: Everybody's got their mouths covered. Yep. and it was definitely intense. And
1: then both gentlemen uh, blue tires, which was cool. Which uh,
0: I had no idea that could be a goal. Oh so yeah, that, was that
1: is the goal. <laughs> There was a third contender, and it happened to be in a relatively older panel-sided GM. I
0: mean, I'm saying 70s. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, the earliest, I thinking it might have been like 80s, but yeah, late 70s, early 80s, grocery-getting wagon. And remember how I've always been referred to them as grocery-getters? You heard Mike Garland, as the voice of Carlisle yesterday, referred to it as the grocery getter the grocery getter so yes he he showed up and did okay but uh is that what
0: you're gonna tell him you did okay (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) he was i don't even know what happened mechanically challenged mechanically challenged was the issue so it wasn't the tires or that it was just he couldn't so he was first and then the crowd being as loving as they are (laughs) allowed him to come back a second time to try again right and uh and he just wasn't able to to make hay, as they would say. Oh, very so. good.
1: But so. hats off to the two Camaros and especially to the 99 Camaro with uh, Dylan behind the wheel. So that was, uh, I'm glad that you enjoyed your first uh, burnout contest.
0: I really did. And then the Nitro Fest. Well,
1: let's talk loud and... and uh... Stinky. Okay. I guess that's the term I was... <laughs> Technical. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> relatively vernacular. <laughs> wait, yes. Wait, Odiferous? <laughs> <laughs> I will accept Odiferous. <laughs> so the nitro fest bruce larson the usa one uh the vet and the the uh, camaro funny cars that he had he had both of them there and actually had two volunteers both female for the first time of any year
0: yep
1: uh, they were able to don the headset as far as the ear- hearing protection the uh the gas mask because of the noxious fumes from the uh, nitrous oxide which makes you feel like you're sitting inside the middle of a, a giant onion because everyone's eyes were tearing uh but they got to get in and and start them up and everything but yeah that was pretty cool too We, we watched that one from afar i i wanted to be able to hear myself think the rest of the day
0: so yeah so can you talk a little bit i mean the thing obviously like you said and we actually have a video of it and we'll post it on patreon as well but and you can hear darren uh beside the video saying that's insane and that's afterwards or maybe even right during that time i was like why is it insane and right. he explained the horsepower right in right. this small tiny little
1: vehicle well sure it's just the, the fact of how much horsepower is being put out by both of those engines um, the sound is unlike anything it is just deafening and uh, to me it's it's when i say that term it's just it's outrageous in the sense that Think about how much power is being made, and it's unbelievable. I've even explained that it's 10 times an average car, easily. And it's hard to wrap your head around that on a vehicle that's basically purpose-built. So as anyone knows about funny cars and, and drag cars in general, it's a seat, roll bar, an engine, and four wheels. It's meant to be as light and... Uh, fast as possible but sure it it was incredible
0: so in reality then Darren it's, it's kind of a misnomer right I mean it's called a funny car but there's really nothing funny about it it's pretty serious stuff
1: not at all in fact uh, top fuel funny cars uh, go by a couple other names uh, some, you may have heard or some people may have referred to them as uh, floppers or flip tops but uh, they are essentially with a carbon fiber usually a carbon fiber body that hinges from usually the rear, and it vaguely resembles a, a production car, but uh, underneath it is all business. And uh, most funny cars can run the quarter mile in in four in the fours, the four second range, um, and they're they're now exceeding the 300 mile an hour mark. So, wow, absolute terrors on the on the drag strip.
0: That's insane. As See, you said, there it is. Okay, so it all comes full circle. <laughs> it does come full circle. <laughs> you reached that conclusion on your own. Wow. That's great. <laughs> okay, now I get it. I get it now. Um,
1: but can you imagine getting to be over, like, say, 310, 315 miles an hour, um, if you take one lap around a high school track, stretch that lap out into a straight line, you've been to a quarter mile at Maple yep. Grove, to reach that speed that fast in four seconds. That's That's insane. why it's yeah. just brutal to them. Inside the cockpit. Yeah.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, I get it. No, it's all good. So on a lighter note. Yeah. Um, I was going to talk about Miss Carlisle. We actually got to see the Miss Carlisle <laughs> Yes, we did.
1: There were a half dozen. There were six contestants.
0: Yep. And one of them was actually from as far away as Indianapolis. She was. was great. She was. aaron and the yellow bikini. Okay, so I have to tell you, having never seen this before. Um, I was kind of surprised that these women all come out in legit bikinis and high heels. <laughs> I was like, "Holy cow, this is serious stuff!" Like right. they are. But um, the part that I thought was so endearing and um encouraging was that it is all shapes, all sizes. There were women with tattoos all over. There were women that were pale, tan. I mean, there is no uh, prerequisite mm-hmm. to be in Miss Carlisle and. I really think the crowd did a great job of making all of them feel beautiful and cheering them on. And, um, some of them came with their own cheering squad and it was just really, it was really neat. I, I thought it was, it was different, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and of course they did. I was actually surprised too, that at the end they actually got a crown and a sash, the winner. And I know we've talked about it before, but the winner gets $300, second place gets 200 and first place gets, or third place gets 100. Mm-hmm. Um. So it was. It was interesting to see the women come up and represent. So, um. And ironically, on the flip side of that, so as we're celebrating women on and their beauty with Miss Carlyle, we also uh, stopped at the Women's Oasis. I was really.
1: I went along and actually enjoyed my time under that tent too. <laughs>
0: I was, yeah, I kind of had to take him at first. Cause well,
1: just because I had a Y chromosome, I didn't know if I was going to be allowed in on the, under yeah, that tent. Yeah, but there
0: were some other males in there, so yeah. it was good. <clears throat> I enjoyed um, it. So, yeah, we got to look at the Pampered Chef stuff because that's one of my favorites, um, but there's not much there that I don't already own. So, uh, not <laughs> much going on there. And then as we were walking, we came across Damsel in Defense, which. Uh, is something I had heard about before as they were doing a uh, women's self-defense class at my job. Mm -hmm. And um, that was really neat just to see it in this environment and to have one-on-one time with Holly Bittler from Damsel in Defense. So shout out to Holly. my uh,
1: Very cool to meet her.
0: Yes. And my friend now with my same name. And ironically...
1: How about the same birthday? Same birthday to the day, except one year difference.
0: One year difference is yeah. all. That was amazing. So that pretty was cool. pretty intense. Didn't share the same middle name, but I tried because <laughs> I always I do run into a lot of uh, people with my same middle name. It was serendipitous. It, it was, was very. It was very cool. Um, so yeah, having that type of smaller setting, I was able, we were both able to really ask a lot of questions and Mm -hmm. we both made purchases actually. and we did, we both made purchases, me for my daughter and you for me, Mm -hmm. um, just to ensure that we're doing everything we can to keep ourselves safe. You never know Um, what's
1: out there in the world.
0: No. So I thought it was really great. Um, so that was the women's Oasis and there were a lot of other things there too, but, um, I think the bottom line was right. There's something there for everybody. Well,
1: I really enjoyed making new friends with Holly, that Holly. Yeah, that but was she awesome. she was uh, really, really uh, generous with her time and her expertise.
0: Yes. And I think um, I'll leave you with, as we uh, look at her business card that she left with us. So it says, may you leave equipped, may you leave empowered, and may you leave educated. But most importantly, may you leave safe. So that's on the back of her business card. And I really think that speaks to the empowerment of women and making sure that we're all looking out for ourselves and each other. So here, here, good stuff.
1: Well, as we walked down the midway, we had, we had a couple different discussions with him, but we have an interview that we're going to put the video itself on our Patreon site, patreon.com Patreon, and for our paying subscribers and, and our supporting fans, you'll see the entire four and a half minute interview with Todd Christensen. He is the marketing manager for Chevrolet specifically for the Camaro and Corvette products. So as he will say in the interview, he is one lucky dude. And what a great uh, what a great job. And he is very, uh, very appreciative of what he has and, and does a super job for GM. But uh, really enjoyed meeting him. If you want to see the video, again, check that out on Patreon. But this is probably a good time just to queue this up and, and have everyone hear what it's like to uh, work for Chevy. I love it. Let's do it. Darren Ranker here with Todd Christensen. How's it going? Good, and you've been with GM for 20 years now, yep. correct? And. Marketing manager for Camaro and
2: Corvette for five? Five, yeah. Five years. Huh? Yep, lucky me. I was going to say, that's got to be one of the most jobs. It, is. it has good days for sure, like this weekend, being out here for sure. So
1: is this, would this be considered a highlight
2: when you get to leave Detroit once in a while? And... For sure, yeah. We don't get a chance to get out here and see our customers nearly as often as we'd like to, so it's great to be able to come here to Carlisle, mm-hmm. show off our new stuff, but also listen to the feedback from our customer, and just kind of talk one-on-one, so it's good for us. It's excellent. What
1: uh, I know that you're doing a walk-around. You've been doing walk-arounds throughout the weekend yep. here at uh, uh, Chevrolet Nationals, but can you give us maybe a, a just a preview of some of the, the styling cues that are going to be different with the 19? I know you brought two in Yeah, for we just brought
2: two 19s in for Michigan. As you said, these are brand new off the line. We haven't even started building them or selling them yet. We'll start building them for real for retail sale in August, so these are two what I would call pre-production units. Okay. But yeah, first time we've actually had the new 19 out in, uh, out in the wild, as they say. So all new front end all new hood, all new rear end with new taillights, new wheels, basically a whole styling refresh for 19. When we talked earlier, I think you said all LED across the back, right? Yeah, all LED and really cool LED light piping that uh, sort of highlight the lamps. The two tone fascia, I think. Two tone fascia, exactly, mm-hmm. and you know, all this grill work is performed is is meant to perform, right? So A lot of aerodynamics built into all the little angles and designs, they look cool, but they're also there to manage air, manage air in through the brake docks, manage air out through the hood extractor. So, these are still real performance cars, and they're meant to look cool, but they function as well. Now tell us a little bit about the, with the reconfigured hood, some borrowing, I think you said from Corvette. Yeah, so Corvette actually has the hood extractor and and the previous had hood extractors as well on the side, but we've moved it to the center, we've raised the height of the hood and actually given it a little bit more shape, but, Mm -hmm. you know, it looks cool, but air actually comes in through the grill and out through the hood, so that allows the air to escape and then it keeps the the car planted at high speed. Makes sense. Yeah. Outstanding. Now, what... uh
1: what has been uh, some of the information, or What as far as feedback? I know that you have diehard Corvette fans from 1953 Ford. Yeah, sure. Uh, you're now in the seventh generation with Camaro from 67 Ford. Do you have a lot of feedback where people want to, they want certain things to be brought back, or how does that all... Oh,
2: yeah, it's always, contribute? you know, it's always, uh, we get a mixed bag, and it's always good to hear from the people who have an affinity for the early cars or the late cars. On Camaro, we get, I can't tell you how many times we ask for T-tops to come back, right? It's not—it's uh, not something we're able to do right now, but it's good feedback, and maybe someday, right? But you know, the early—the the people who are interested in the heritage; they're important to us. We just celebrated our 50th anniversary and that's important to us, right? We don't ever forget what happened back in the 60s and 67 with the new car. This year's the 50th anniversary of the Copo Camaro and the ZL1 for that matter. So we have cars like the ZL1 that harken back to the 60s. So while they might not be exactly identical to what happened in the 60s, -hmm. we still bring a lot of our heritage into our current platform. That's amazing. now the ZL1 obviously has my had my eye. Anything
1: that, that that's an 18, correct?
2: That's an 18. Yep, that's a ZL1. That's got the one LE track package, which obviously gives you the really aggressive spoiler, really wide tires, big brakes. This is really as close as you get to a factory race car that's street legal that we've ever built. It's got adjustable suspension. Um, it's really meant for the person who's going to go out and take it on the track, but of course it's street drivable as well. Mm-hmm. And this is a, is this a six-speed auto? Yep, six-speed manual. Yep, six-speed manual manual with active rev matching. Yeah, you can only get that as a manual. Wow. Yep. That's outstanding. Yeah.
1: Was there anything that you'd want to share with the Cars of Carlisle? Uh, audience and just about gm and about yeah i mean
2: yeah just thanks for everybody who's a chevy fan and a camaro and a corvette fan i mean uh, it's really great to be able to come here and have so much support and so many people who have interested in our product we're lucky to have them and you know we're here to keep supporting and i don't i don't do what i do without people that do what they do and buy our cars so we're all here for them well so appreciate you making the trip yeah for sure all right
1: thank you todd thanks all right talking to you thank
2: you
0: so yeah, great interview with Todd. Yes, great guy, and I have to admit he's so great that he allowed us to do two takes because <laughs> yours truly um, accidentally had the setting on photo instead of video, and you know you've all done it, so don't judge. <laughs> but I remember being at the end and realizing that I was taking still photos and. I kid you not, like I'm panning the whole tent and showing pictures (laughs) of the cars and getting close in on the things he's talking about. And then at the very end, I pushed the stop button and it took a still photo. And I thought, no way. (laughs) And so I just leaned over and I said to Todd, So what would you guys say if I said that was a great first rehearsal? He (laughs) was so gracious. So, uh, really,
1: Todd was amazing. He, he, did an entire second take for us
0: he did he did have to uh help some customers help some customers in between but we were totally fine with waiting since i screwed up so uh so yeah what you saw there was actually the second take um
1: big shout out great guy
0: yeah super great guy love talking to him and uh it was a good time so
1: well and todd explained to us that um obviously we we appreciate the new 20 uh, 2019 styling cues particularly with the camaro and he was explaining all that to us, and the fact there's some function behind that form. But certainly, when we uh, he said it multiple times to us that one of the best parts of his job is to actually leave Detroit to go out into the field. Carlisle is one of their their favorite stops, but this was one of the very first reveals publicly of the 2019. It's not even in official production yet, and they drove two of the 19s. All the way from Michigan and and are driving them back and part of that will be feedback for the engineers to say how it was on the long road you know, uh, just going of course uh, on a long road trip and what it was like and anything that uh, needs to be considered and the fact that uh, fans sometimes are not always fans they may not like the change or departure from a previous uh previous model year and some of the things changes to the front end the grill and we now there's the now the two-tone fascia to the 2019 camaro and some some folks are not uh a big big fans or proponents of that but that's the kind of feedback as marketing manager that's extremely valuable to todd that he can take back to the design team to the engineers and know better how to promote and what have you so he really welcomes that and he is uh super guy just on many, many levels.
0: Yeah, and I think it's uh, it's great to think about the fact that you and I have an appreciation for all cars because we think they're beautiful and they all have value and they all have unique characteristics and features and um, a reason for existence. But obviously, if you're a Corvette, Camaro, Chevrolet enthusiast, like...
1: Well, he said, like, the fans from a Corvette, some have been fans since 53. Some, uh, Camaro's first year was 67 so a lot of years of commitment and when they see departures from historical or uh, legacy type things that upsets people
0: well yeah it's just like my shameful Pittsburgh pirates i mean i've loved them my whole life and but yet and you know things changes has to ha- have to happen and but when your favorite player gets traded yeah it's a bummer and it changes the whole face of the team and it takes a while to get used to it. Mm-hmm. And so I think it is just like anytime you're a fan of anything, right? You're married to what you have and it takes a little time to, to change over. But sure. So it was interesting to see that perspective of those truly committed, passionate fans.
1: Well, thank you to Todd. You were so gracious and uh, represent Chevrolet so very well. Can't wait to see you back in Carlisle next year. And if we happen to get out the Detroit way, we'll uh, we'll look you up. And
0: maybe even for the Corvette show. I know you said Absolutely. he wasn't sure, right. but we're we'll be looking for you, Todd.
1: Definitely. Well, that gets us to the end of this episode. We have we want you to join us again next week for episode eleven. And the let's next talk, show. Let's talk about that. Go ahead. Actually yeah. the the two shows in one, right, Holly?
0: Yes, it is. It's the Chrysler Nationals and the Hearst Nationals. And that's happening July thirteenth, fourteenth, and fifteenth. So a few weeks away, um, and actually on the website, they have the, the countdown. Um, so you can check that out 18 18 days away. So
1: As we get closer to the middle of July, we'll preview that show. We'll do a wrap-up, most likely. And uh, we know Mopar it has a huge following. We, of course, uh, rode with the Jimboozios, and, and they are Mo- a Mopar family. So uh, excited about that coming up. And along with all of our other guests and and topics we're going to have for you here at Cars of Carlisle. Awesome. So I guess we're at that point where we normally say, drive well.
0: And be well. Take Take care. care.